Finding me time can be quite taboo these days, but creating white space in your life can affect how you show up. When you have peace in the midst of a busy season, you show up rested and ready to tackle whatever comes. Peace comes from creating the time for yourself to just be. In the quiet is the place to think, to pray, and to be creative. The white space, this quiet, is so good for us. In the noisy world we live in, we think we need to have background noise 24-7, but that's just not the case. The quiet isn't distracting, and God can speak to us in the quiet. But I know you're thinking, Gabe, I'm in the busiest part of motherhood yet, or I feel like I am. How in the world can I find even five minutes for white space in my life? I hear ya, and I'm right with you. I feel the same way. Every second of my day was filled with something. And if I did have a few minutes, I'd turn on music or a podcast or scroll social. It was like quiet was my enemy because I was so used to all the noise. But when I learned to let go of all the noise and I created and actually made time to listen to my own thoughts, my day became more peaceful and rested. Even with the busy schedule, I still hold. I'm still a busy mama with a full plate, but I have learned how to find that quiet. Do you want to know my six tips to create white space in your life and to create a little me time in the busyness of motherhood? Well then, let's dive in. Hey mama, welcome to Red Hot Mindset. Do you want to find yourself again outside of motherhood and clarify your God-given goals? Do you find yourself up late at night wondering how to find simple systems to keep you on track? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals, only to feel guilty prioritizing your interests over others' needs? Hey, I'm Gabe. I too was a busy working mom who lost herself to motherhood. I sacrificed my own dreams to take care of my kids. I was pulled in a thousand directions with too many to-dos piling up. I desperately wanted to find a way to create simple systems so I could create a work-life balance and be present for my family. I wished I could enjoy interests of my own outside of motherhood, but I kept telling myself I didn't have what it takes, others would judge me, and that me time was selfish. Until I found out a little secret. My kids need me to be their example, and they need to see me win. Yours do too. In this podcast, you will discover how to clarify your goals, how to plan with purpose, and how to ditch your distractions and simplify your home so you can find yourself again and turn your passions into purpose. In order to have a red-hot mindset, we need to be willing to step into the fire of refinement so God can mold us into women ready to crush our goals His way. I've learned to use my interest in running to enhance my productivity and spiritual growth. I believe that life is one massive marathon, and it's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. Lace up those running shoes and step into the fire with me because I know you will come out stronger. Hey friend, welcome to Goal Driven Mom. I'm so glad you are hanging out with me today. I want to get right into the six tips I have to help you create white space for your life. So are you ready to go? Here's number one, get up a little earlier than you do now. Now, I get up an hour before I really need to, but that works for me. I just want to preface this, that I'm not asking you to get up an hour earlier or two hours earlier. Maybe you can only get up five minutes earlier, but that five minutes can be a big deal for you 
to just get up peacefully, to breathe deeply, to say a prayer, to journal just a few sentences or make yourself a cup of coffee or sit on the couch and do nothing. That's okay too. I find when I make it a point to be up before the rest of my crew, my day starts out that much more peaceful. It gives me the time I desperately need alone to gather my thoughts and prepare my heart for the day. Now, Kaysen Schultz and I go into depth about creating a morning routine in episode 137, and we talk quite a bit about getting up early and how to start doing that, but also not stretching yourself too thin by going too big too soon. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend it. It was a wonderful chat with Kaysen, and I know you will get a lot out of it. So that's tip number one. Get up a little earlier than you do now. Number two. Set your phone out of arm's reach. The phone. (laughs) The saying, out of sight, out of mind, is so true in this case. Nothing's usually an emergency, and if it is, you'll know about it. They're going to find you. I know of people who actually have specific times that they look at their phone and answer texts or calls during the day. I know of people who don't use their phones until noon. I mean, that's dedication, right? Not going to it the first thing in the morning. What you need to do is decide what will work best for you and try this little habit out. One thing I was worried about when I did this is if the school uh, would call or uh, my family wouldn't be able to get a hold of me for some reason or things like that. So what I did is set the ringer loud. Like I have it set louder so that when it's away from me, I can hear it. So then you can check when calls come in. If you hear the calls, go to see who's calling. Make sure you don't have to answer it or answer it if you need to. But really, texts aren't an emergency. If it's an emergency, they better be calling you, right? Um, Texts are distracting. So I turn off notifications. I don't hear beeps when my texts come. I turn them off and I don't worry about it when it's out of reach. The only thing I worry about is if I get a phone call. So number two, set your phone out of arm's reach. The third tip I have for you to create me time in the business of motherhood is to turn notifications off your phone for your social media, for your email, for really anything that's not necessary. The only thing I have notifications on for is calls and texts. And like I said just before, texts don't ding at me. The only thing I hear is when my phone rings. Actually, I lied because when my mom texts me, there is a ding. So I know it's her. Um, That's not meant to be a bad thing. It's just I have it set that way and then I know she's dinging me. Um, She's texting. So because I like to get back to her as soon as I can. But other than that, I don't have notifications on for any anything outside of calls and texts. Those red bubbles are annoying and I hate them and I feel like I have to get rid of them all the, all the, right away when they come. They stress me out. So I found that when I had them on like Facebook Messenger and email and text and calls and Instagram and all the other apps, I was constantly on my phone checking what was new and getting rid of the red bubbles. And it was a constant distraction and a constant struggle. So What I recommend is keep notifications for your important things, for sure. Keep those on, but turn off the rest and have a set time, maybe a set time, a set two times a day um, so that you can check for anything new. But don't be checking it all the time. Again, keep it out of arm's reach (laughs) and then check it as you need to. So number three is turn notifications off your phone for social media, email, and everything else. One thing I'll tell you, I don't know if you've ever gone to your settings 
and you've looked at how much time you're spending on your phone and where you're spending that time. Ever since I started this, I've realized I'm really not on my phone very much anymore. I'm on it when I need to be, and I'm in the appropriate places. Like I'm probably in my email too much, but I'm mostly on calls, texts, or Voxer. Um, Voxer is a voice messaging app, like a walkie talkie. And I talk to some of my really good friends or um, my business network, uh, a few people in there that I do a mastermind with. But outside of that, I'm not really on there much. So, and it's nice to be able to see that. So I see the fruit of me taking, being intentional about not worrying about notifications. The fourth tip still has to do with social media. Stop or limit your social media scroll. Or better yet, how about just taking social media off your phone? (laughs) Make your phone as dumb as possible. Okay, so I read this book. Now I can't think of the title of it, but um, it was about technology in the modern world. But in the book, he talked about dumbing down your phone. Um, I like having a smartphone because I really like having my email on there. I like the maps. I, I couldn't live without it. I used to print Yahoo maps out all the time and I'd use the printed one. But now I feel like I can't get anywhere without my GPS. It's almost like we can't remember people's phone numbers anymore because they've just automatically in our phone. But I feel like I need Google Maps or Apple Maps or whatever it is. And I also like having podcasts on there so I can listen to podcasts. Actually, those are the main apps that I use. I'm going to be honest. I don't really use many others other than my little word game that I do once a day for like five minutes. (laughs) So, but either way, what it means to dumb down your phone is really take off as many apps as you don't need and just make it very simple. Take off social media. Make it so you have to go to your desktop to get on Facebook or Instagram and all those things. I know it makes it difficult, more difficult to post. Um, but honestly, I don't have I don't even have Facebook Messenger on my phone because that was like glorified text. And people who I really need to get a hold of have my number so they can text me. So I can go once a day to look at Facebook Messenger on my computer. And it just was less distracting. Uh, it's a little bit harder to post, but I don't have Instagram on my um, on my phone, and I still post to it like once a week. I don't really do much on social media. If you haven't noticed that, if you ever are on mine and you're like, she never posts, you're probably not. But even if you were, it, that's why. It's because I don't really care anymore about it. I just want to make real live memories. And once I limited myself and I took those apps off my phone, I realized how much I didn't really need them. I like to scroll here and there. I like to catch up with people, but I just didn't want to have to focus on that. I had so many other things on my plate, and that was one thing I could take off. So honestly, I even forget to post about my family sometimes. Since we moved to Colorado, I like to post family things because some people do like to keep up with us, like our family and all that. But I just like living life and not living for an Instagram post. And I challenge you to that too. See what it's like. I promise it'll be okay. Um, So number four, stop or limit your social media scroll or take social media off your phone. Number five, use any solo car time to be intentional. I know for me personally, I'm running my kids around multiple times a day. And because of that, I do get some alone time in the car. Now, you may have littles that you're towing around everywhere still. So maybe you won't, this won't be the best place for you. You might not get alone time here. 
But I also know that kids, my kids fell asleep in the car very often. So if that's your story, you can still use this time. At least once a day on my drive, I keep it silent. No music, no podcasts, nothing. Just me and the road. Why do I do this? Because that's white space. It makes me have to engage with my thoughts and it makes me have to be creative. I actually think of podcast episodes on my car ride sometimes. I use this time to relation with the Lord, to pray. I'll just talk to him as I'm driving and let him in on what's going on in my life. And I'll just sit in silence and bask in it sometimes because it's hard to be silent, right? But I've learned most of the time I do listen to music or podcasts or things like that because I enjoy it. But I do get intentional to at least take five minutes to not. So my fifth tip is use any solo car time you have. If you are a glorified Uber driver like I am, because you have kids in in multiple activities or needing to be multiple places, all in different places all at once, then utilize this tactic. It's amazing. Okay, the sixth tip, my final tip for you is to schedule a date night with yourself. Now, this is something you and your husband could come up with together. Maybe he could have a date night with himself too. Uh, Once a month, you take turns going and doing something that fills you up by yourself. Honestly, I love watching movies by myself. I've done it. I actually like going out to dinner by myself. I enjoy doing a lot of things by myself. And it's just because I get that time. Because that's where I reflect. That's when I get creative. That's when I get to just really think about what's going on. Dream up different dreams or set goals. Maybe it's just sitting at a coffee shop and reading a good book. Maybe you go get a massage. Whatever it is to you that will fill you up and get you ready for the month, like, think about that. What would it be like if you could just have a date night? Even if it was just two or three hours out of the month that you got to do that, what would that be like for you? And I know for my husband, he really likes rock climbing. He likes to do stuff like that, but he doesn't ever go because he just would rather spend time with us, which is great. But I think for him, he needs that too. He needs that outlet. He needs to go by himself or go with a friend. And um, when we get to do that and we can share that, it's great. So I challenge you to schedule a date night with yourself this month. Again, maybe you only get an hour. Maybe you get two. Maybe you get six. Whatever it is. See if you can do that. And if you... Don't feel like your husband can help you with that. Find a friend. Because I know one of the things I used to do is a friend and I would swap. And her kids would come to me once a month. And then she'd have the whole day to do something or a few hours or whatever it was. And then vice versa. She would take my kids once a month. And I would do that. Sometimes I'd stay out and just go be by myself at a coffee shop. Sometimes I would work. But it was just my day to be able to get whatever done that I needed to, that's a lot easier to do without uh, my kids in tow. And so that's that's something you can look at too. All right. So to recap, the six ways you can create more white space for yourself or more me time. First, get up a little earlier than you do now. Second, set your phone out of arm's reach. Third, turn notifications off your phone for social media or all those crazy distracting places. Four, stop or limit your social media scroll 
or advanced, take social media off your phone. Five, use any solo car time to be intentional. And six, schedule a date night with yourself. That's really all I have for today. And I'd love to hear which of these you are already doing or which you'll challenge yourself to try. So come on over to our Simplicity and Motherhood Facebook group and let me know. It's a really great place to build deep connection and growth as you move through your motherhood seasons and work on a goal for yourself that will make an impact and leave a legacy. You can find it by searching Simplicity and Motherhood in groups, or I'll just leave a link in it for the sh in the show notes. But really, I wanted this to be short and sweet. I wanted to get you ready for the weekend and to help you be able to think about where can I find that time? Where can I find the time to sit alone in prayer and be with the Lord? Where can I find the time to dream up new goals and to really think about and plan how I can make something come to fruition? So with that, I hope you have a wonderful weekend and I will chat with you soon. In all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you follow the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. If you resonate with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes as it's one of the biggest compliments you could give me. If you have any friends or family whom you think would enjoy this podcast, be sure to share it with them. Also, if you're not a part of our free Simplicity and Motherhood online community, consider joining us. It's a community built to provide support, mindset, and encouragement as you develop your giftings, live intentionally, and go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to redhotmindset.com for more resources and to find the link to join the community. I hope you step into the fire with me each and every episode because I know you will come out stronger. In all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you.